You're listening to the My NFT Journey podcast. Each week our host Andy Storch will share his journey and newly found passion for non-fungible tokens. Welcome to My NFT Journey. I'm your host Andy Storch and this is a show where I share my NFT journey as well as the journeys of others to help you along your NFT journey. And today I've got a return guest, Tim Livingston is back on to talk about flipping NFTs. Tim was on recently talking about creating and I talk to a lot of people about everything going on in the NFT world. And generally I say my approach to investing has been more long-term. Here's something I believe in, let me buy it and I'm, I'm gonna hold it for a long time. But at the same time, there's so many opportunities to be made, to find, to be had, if you can, if you pay attention and grab onto the right thing and you know, ride the rocket up and then sell it and then get into the next thing. And Tim, you're someone that not only seems to have done really well, but you share openly everything you have going on in your Discord, on your Instagram, Twitter. And we talked about that in the last episode. But what, what's your approach to flipping and finding the right opportunities? Like, how do you, because there's tons of projects coming out there's every so day. There's right? so many. How do you find the right um, stuff? The first thing I do is I use this thing, my eyeballs. Yeah. I, I look at the artwork. If, if I, I, It almost weeds out 95% of projects for me. And, and sometimes it weeds out some good projects that I just don't vibe with. But there's so many projects. You just have to understand that there's so many projects. You can't let emotions get the best of you. You need to understand that when the price is going up and everything is selling and the floor is going and everything's going every minute, that that's not going to last forever. You need to understand that when things are hot, that's when you need to sell. And when things are cold, that's when you need to buy. And that's a hard mentality to get into. And you really have to kind of go against your emotions on that. Because when things are going up, you feel great. And you're like, oh, I'm going to delist. Mm -hmm. I don't want to sell this. When things are going down, you panic. And you're like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, I need to sell this. So you need to you need to kind of fight against your own emotions. You get a little perspective in that way. That's helped me a lot. But yeah, it, for me, artwork, number one, I, I look at the artwork. V Friends is a different story. V Friends is the person involved with it. Right. Who's the So if the I game know game. somebody who's running a project or I believe in somebody, if The Rock came out with an NFT, I don't care what it looks like. I'm going to buy it <laughs> because I, I, I love The Rock and I love what he stands for. Yeah. And, and so artwork for me is the first thing. When I see something I like, I look at what the project is. I'll go to their website. I'll look at their what's called a roadmap. Now, roadmap is just a fancy way to say, I'm going to promise a bunch of stuff. Yeah, here's my plan. And you're going to give me money and hopefully I do that. Right. Some people don't do that. There's this term called getting rugged mm -hmm. where they have a roadmap. They've got a website. You mint. The Discord disappears. The project is completely gone. Knock on wood. Been there. I, I have not been a part of any rugs yet. Um, and the best way to not be a part of a rug is to not mint the project. You don't always have to mint the project. Minting the project gets you probably the biggest return on your investment, but it is also the most risky thing to do because you don't know if the project is going to mint out completely. If it doesn't mint out completely, then you're probably not going to make any money on it until it does. So there's a lot of factors involved, but number one for me, the artwork. Number two would be who is involved with the project? Who is the jockey of this horse? Because the jockey is more important than anything. Yep. And if the jockey is the best entrepreneur of our time and can have a book go on the bestseller list without anybody even reading it yet, then I'm going to trust that guy. So when Gary came out with his NFT, it was a no-brainer for me to invest in him. People may pick on his artwork. The artwork spoke to me personally. It yep. may not speak to certain people. So the artwork isn't always the number one factor. 
But for me, for new projects, if I don't know who the person behind it is, if it's not like, you know, if it's not like Jimmy Fallon's NFT or somebody that's famous or somebody that I believe in, uh, like the Rocks NFT or something like that, then um, I'm going to look at the artwork first. So artwork first, then I start looking at their roadmap. What are they going to do? Are they going to clean up the ocean with this ETH? Are they going to help undernourished children in schools? Are they going to, what are they going to do? What are they going to do with this money? They're going to give it back to the community. Figure that out. If that's like a mission that you align with, if that's something that you believe in, then it makes the investment easy. And if it goes to zero, then at least you helped clean up the ocean or, you know, help books get in school or with my project vector bots. If you don't get anything off that, you know, that you're supporting an artist like me, and I can take my wife to Disney World now. So, you know, things like that. But like, it's the it's the artwork. It's the person behind it. It's the mission of the project. What are they trying to do? What's their goal? Do you align with that? And then it's and then that then it's just does it have the hype, right, to make the money? So there's different reasons for investing. We invested in Gary not to sell it for a profit, but to to get the benefits of being in that community and networking for the next 40 years. That's why we bought that. The value in that comes from the experiences and the people that we meet. It doesn't necessarily come in the form of dollars, but I would say that that is a value in in and of itself. So if you can find NFTs that do that, you're not necessarily flipping them to make money, but you're using them and you're using the network it provides to create opportunities for yourself. So I think that is something that you don't necessarily have to flip an NFT to do. You can get involved with these communities and you can become a part of them because 10,000 people or 5,000 holders that's really not that many people. And yeah. you got to think about how many of these people are actually active, active every day, probably 10, 20% of them. So you're talking right. 5,000 people, 500 people. Yeah. Are you looking at when you, when you look at minting projects, there's stuff minting all the time, right? And you got in some, some really successful projects early, like world of women and cool cats and things like that. Are you going into the discord or the things you're looking for as far as like how well the community is engaged and, and interacting and like, are the creators, founders there, that sort of stuff? Yeah, when I bought the World of Women, I uh, Gary put it in his Discord. So uh, before I bought it, I researched it. I looked at it and I was like, oh, wow, you can actually download high resolution images of this. And I could use those in my classroom because I, I was going to use the women, uh, use the images and we could doctor them up and change the background color and do all that. And I did do a project of World of Women. It was really fun um, when I was still teaching. So I saw like, OK, if it goes to zero, I can use it this way. I was also promoting Vectorbots at the time. I gave a World of Women away. I gave a World of Women away to a Vectorbot holder. Wow. Just for holding a Vectorbot. They didn't have to buy one, nothing. I just gave it to them. Wow. So I've given away a World of Women. I've given away the Dead Fellas right there. That's 15 ETH that I've given away. <laughs> wow. So like, like I said, I'm not doing it for the ETH. I'm doing it yeah. to like build my brand. Like my brand right. is built on giving back and helping people. And so like, I love that those projects are successful. And honestly, I feel like, I feel like they wouldn't have been if I didn't give them away. Right. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I've given away six lazy lines. I gave away a pudgy penguin. I, I've given away so much stuff like, but I love it because then those people win and then they come back and they return it to me. But mm-hmm. um, when you're flipping a project, what you're looking for is hype. You, are people, do people want to buy this? Are people going to be looking at this because the next new shiny toy is going to come out in a day or two. And it's going to be like, Hey, look at me. And then people are going to go look at that. So you got to take, let's take uh, Eternal Royals, for example. Yeah. Did you mint some Eternal Royals? I did mint some Eternal Royals. What's the floor price on Eternal Royals today? Do you know? They are virtually worthless. I made a 0.001 yeah. or something like I that. I made money on Eternal Royals. You know really? how? 
How? Oh yeah, I made a lot of money on Eternal Royals. What? How did you? Do oh that? yeah. How? Yeah. I sold them. I sold them. Okay, so I got on the white list, which you probably yep. did too, right? Yep. Yep. But you didn't sell right away. No, I held all mine. I sold right away. Okay. I sold rare ones for like 0.25. Then I minted more. I sold everything above the floor, minted more. I, I, I kept myself with one. I actually gave some to some people and they, they, they made money on them too. Nice. I actually bought off the floor and made money off of them, huh. but only during those first three days. Yeah. After that, nobody looked at the project anymore. Right. Yeah. It, it was hyped up in the first three days. And then people were like, for whatever reason, it's hard to understand sometimes people are like, no, I'm not interested in this. And they move on to the next thing versus like a cool cats or something that, that catches on and, and people get excited about it. But yeah, I've, I've minted 10 and they're now all worth, you know, virtually nothing because seven I held on to 0.07. To What's that? 0.7 to 0.07. Yeah, exactly. They're worth 10% of what, <laughs> what I paid, but I did get physical prints. You uh, did get physical I, prints, right? But I... I wasn't interested in that, but that's what they did. They were saying, oh, if you get 10 of these, then you get the physical prints. So right. I'm not, I don't want to throw any shade at that project. I love the dev behind it. I love no, no, no. Money. But what this is about, right. And, and the reason I, and I got in, that's an example of one that I don't feel bad about because I feel like I got it in for the right reason. Right. You know, I knew the and people the behind prints. it. Great, great artist, you know, other V friends, the family that I met that are in there. Mikey was on their development team. And so I'm okay with it. I know they're still building and they're still going to try to, you know, make something out of it. It's worse when you get into something for FOMO and then you lose a bunch of money. But this episode specifically, I wanted to talk to you about flipping and like what you're saying is very important in that, you know, you look at something, it's got hype in the moment. Can you mint it and then sell it for above that and get out of there before people lose interest and the floor drops? Yeah. And I could go back and if I really love Eternal Royals, I can go buy a bunch of them right now. So just understand that there will be a day where the floor will be lowered. Board Apes is not going to be 96 ETH forever. I'm sorry. It's not. Right. It's not. You'll have an opportunity to get a Board Ape. You'll have an opportunity to get a World of Women under 10 ETH. You're going to have an opportunity yeah. to get a V-Friend under 5 ETH, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's just, Goes it's just a matter of timing. Yeah, it's going to be cycles. So how you do know? you think about when, when to sell, right? Because you mentioned like you've had World of Women and Cool Cats and Lazy Lions. These have all gone up and then back down and then back up again. Like, how do you think about the timing? And you're never going to time it perfectly, but say you minted something and now it's it's running up. You minted it for 0.05 and now you see it's worth 0.3 or something like that. It could keep going or you could cash out now for a 6X. Like, how do you think about that? Buy the rumors, sell the news. Mm. When you hear of something that's lingering, double up. Sounds good. There's a new, there's a new Lazy Lion roadmap coming soon, right? Yeah. You're seeing Lazy Lions went from 1.8 to 2.6 when that roadmap comes out they're gonna go to five i mean like there's just certain things that like trigger it moon pay bought a bunch of world of women when they announced that madonna owns one of these and then they will yeah it's gonna go up right you know like there's certain things like that trigger and it, it's almost predictable in mm -hmm. a way but it's like oh we're gonna have this merch drop and you need to have this and like, okay, so the other day, like Fame Ladies, like they did a thing with like jewelry, right? Mm -hmm. Fame Ladies went from like 0.17 to 0.23. Yeah. I checked today, they're back down to 0.185. Right. All right. So people don't have the patience. They, they hear about this great thing. Like, oh my God, this is great. I'm going to buy it. There's a lot of activity. A lot of, it's like pushing yeah. them snowball uh, down the hill. Jankyverse did that recently. Jankyverse did that recently too. Super Plastic. I don't know if you watched that one. It yeah, ran up from 0.05. Right? Now all it's back to 0.5. Yeah, it's back to 0.5. I had two of those. I bought at 0.05. And I sold them at 0.65 and 
And then so that was a good one. And then they kept going up over one. I was like, oh, did I make a mistake? But now they're back down to where I sold it. Now you could get another one. It's I like that old, it's like that cartoon, right? Where it's like Bitcoin for 60K and the line's like crazy long. And it's like Bitcoin for 30K and nobody's in line for it. Yeah. Um, when things are selling, people buy. When yeah, something's yeah. selling like crazy, that's not the time to buy it. Don't buy it then. Yeah. When, if, when if, if one's selling every minute, do not buy it then. When that is not the time. Talking. I know I did that. Re- I did that a couple months ago and it did not work out well. Come back in a day. Come back in three days. All those people that bought like that, they didn't 2X their money in 30 seconds. And now they're going to take a loss. And that's how it is. You just got to be patient. Patience is the key. It's the key to everything. If the project's halfway decent, you will always make your money back. Even Yetis would have made me money if I would have held on to them. Hmm. And yet Yetis are like sort of like the they're like a meme. Yeah, they're like a meme. They're like everybody kind of makes fun of them as like the poster child of like a big mistake in the NFT world, right? Like something everybody bought that went down, but they still could have potential long term or something like that. I'll buy. Okay, this is what Yetis are going to do. They're going to go from 0.05 to 0.19. Like if you see them at 0.05, buy one and then list it at 0.19 and then they'll pump. Like right now, you'll see if I, I was trying, I was putting offers on Yetis yesterday. Um, because they pumped to like 0.18 the other day. And now people that didn't see anything, they're, they're listing at 0.05 and taking a loss. People, people want to get that next thing and, and mint the next thing. And they're hoping for the next thing. And they, the better thing to do is to find a project you believe in and be patient. I mean, think about if we would have sold our V-Front. I mean, sometimes I think about this. V-Front's had a big run up to 22 yeah. E. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to bring that up when we're talking about I learned that lesson for the first time about like buy the buy the hype, sell the news kind of thing because VFriends had a huge run up in September because Gary was hyping this big announcement that was coming and saying you better get in now and everybody started buying and the floor ran up. I talked about it on this podcast recently ran up from about ten ETH all the way up to I think twenty four was the highest the floor went, which was like over fifty thousand dollars. And then the Christie's announcement they he announced he was selling some stuff at Christie's. People were like, oh. That's cool, but that's not game changing. Like you said, it was going to be. And there was no announcement that he could have made. He could have said, "I am God," and people would have been like, "Oh, I got to sell now." <laughs> like, it, there's nothing he could have done to, you know what I mean? Like the, like all of these NFTs. Please understand, anybody watching, every single one of these NFTs are overpriced currently. Yeah. V friends included, board rapes included. Everything is overpriced. Only play with money that you can afford to lose. And that's why I've been successful. All the ETH that I got came from drawings that I made of robots. So I wasn't taking money out of my bank account. I wasn't mortgaging my car. I wasn't getting loans out. I wasn't doing anything like that. I wasn't putting on credit cards. Like that frees you up of the fear of when it's going down. Oh my God, I lost a thousand dollars. Now I lost $2,000. Oh my, I've lost $3,000. I need to pull this out before I lose 5,000. Yeah. If you can take that and you can wait through it, look at ETH right now. ETH is going to go up. It's, you know, but you, I, a lot of people probably panicked and pulled their ETH out. And, and so they're probably playing with money they can't afford to lose and they need to make sure they have X amount of dollars. So it is very scary. You just need to, to play with money you can't afford to lose believe, and, and invest in projects that you believe in. You can still flip those projects. If I would have bought two V friends, I would have sold at 22, but only having one limits you, right? Yeah. So when I bought my deadheads, I got back into the deadheads project recently. I bought three of them because I got one that I want to keep. And then I've got two that I'll play around with when the when they announce something and things sell. I'll sell those two. And then when they come back down, also too, sometimes what you can do is you grab those two floor ones when it starts to go up. 
Mm-hmm. You list those two floor ones, and then you find a rare one that's listed above the floor, but not where the rare could should be now because the floor yeah. is now risen. So there's a lot of ways to play it, but but really just getting the floor token if you're trying to flip is almost always the best bet. Certain things like V Friends is different. Like the gift goat token gives you a huge amount of leverage. Mm-hmm. Different projects are different, and tokens will give you different advantages, and they're worth more based on the rarities. But for the most part, you know, get one that's at the floor. When I was buying my lazy lines, I did go up and get a scratched face one and a lazy hat one. And, you know, if the project is crazy successful, wildly successful, like World of Women or Bored Ape, like a golden Bored Ape is going to get you a lot more ETH. So like rarity does become a thing the higher you go. But there are more flippers in this space than there are collectors. Mm. And that's a dangerous thing. So what we need to do is we need to create more collectors like right now, board apes, they're collectors. World of Women, they're at the collector stage. Mm-hmm. Because once you get up above, I would say, once you get above one ETH, people aren't flipping as much. And then well, they like they have people in there just flipping because you could lose they're a lot. They're experienced flippers, right? They're people that have hundreds and hundreds of ETH, which right. they can flip, they can flip on that level and they're smarter about it. So they hold longer and they they kind of know it. They they play the game, right? Yep. I mean, if you V Friends is worth what it's worth because we will not sell it for anything less. Right. That's what it is. Yeah. And there's a demand for it. Right. So, like, we value our V Friends. I won't sell mine for 50 ETH. Like, like I I get emails all the time. I'm just casually swiping away, like, 60 grand. Like, no. Like, it's like because to me that's it it means more than that to me so yeah it's got a lot um, of uh, emotional value significant value and uh, and it's our ticket to vcon to hang out in minneapolis this right year, so it's actually got real world utility and and honestly it, i feel like it's my retirement ticket like in 40 years like you know it, it may go up and down it's gonna go down i believe yeah. there'll be a, a winter in the meantime right? you're watching other things and I, I gotta pay more attention in your discord because you're sharing some of these opportunities things that are that are coming up that you're seeing that you're getting in or getting out of and and flipping and stuff in the Vectorbots Discord, right? Yeah, yeah. In the Vectorbots Discord, I've been learning a lot about looks rare and I've been using a different marketplace. So I've been kind of talking a little bit about that. And whenever I see a project, I'll put it in there. Um, I, I just got this, I got this one project the other day that I, I put in there. It, it, it just minted and people were selling them at 0.15. It was called Warp Sound. And I saw them moving really quickly and I was telling people about it. I bought two of them at 0.17. And then 24 hours later, I sold them both for 0.44. So that was like in a 24 hour period, I made like 0.4, 0.5. Yeah. But like you have to be like you like it. You got to be on it. You got to be watching it. And and anybody who is watching, like if you mint something or you're looking to buy something and it's a blind reveal, meaning that you don't know what you've got yet. You mint it and it shows you a picture that's like a revolving picture or a stagnant Mm -hmm. image. It's a blind reveal. And during that time, if the project has a lot of hype, the floor will rise pretty quickly and you'll see a lot of sales and you'll be like, I need to get one of these because I'm going to get the gold one with mm-hmm. the laser beam eyes and the diamond yep. hands. It's yep. going to be worth a billion ETH and I'll be able to retire. Yeah. But odds are you're just going to get a common one. Right. <laughs> so oh, not this is not financial advice, but generally speaking, selling before it's revealed is a good bet. Selling early is a good bet. With the Eternal Royals, they revealed immediately. If you got one that had wings or a mask, I was sorting the floor for the cheapest one with a mask, and then I would list mine slightly below that. Mm -hmm. I would search the floor for recently sold items and see what was selling and why. Sometimes, and what the Eternal Royals were doing, 
was they were buying their own project back. Mm. And I could see that. People in the Eternal Royals were buying the project, right? Yeah. The ones that they liked with wings, like Mikey bought a couple of them. Right. So I'm seeing where they're going and what the values of a winged one or a certain background is. And then I'm just going slightly below that so that mine sells before theirs. And that's Love how it. I made money with those. Some, some great tips. Thank you, Tim. This has been fantastic. For people that want to connect with you, follow you, where's the best place for them to go? Yeah, uh, Twitter, Instagram. It's Vectorbot Tim on Twitter, Vectorbot Tim on Instagram. I can get you the link to the Discord from there. And then, you know, I, I would recommend anybody who's getting started, like definitely get a Twitter account. Twitter is where you get a lot of good news, a lot yep. of information in the moment. Yep. And that's important. Try I to get, get a, yeah, try to be a member of, Discords that give you information on what's coming up, but discords where you feel comfortable saying, Hey, this is a project that I found. What do you guys think? Because sometimes, like, this someone, uh, discords can be propped up with a bunch of bots, and oh, there's 50,000 people in this discord, but really, there yeah. isn't. And there's right. certain things you can do to kind of look at that and, and make sense of it because people will show the illusion of hype. They'll say, Oh, Gary's minting these, but they're mm-hmm. minting them to Gary's right. wallet, they're sending them to his to- wallet to make the illusion of that. So every treat, every DM is a scam. Okay. That is a, the main thing. Just be safe, be safe, be safe. Treat every DM as a scam, new projects, be very weary to connect to any site. The best thing that I find is that the post reveal dip or after the project has been out for a little bit and the hype is kind of weared off, look and see how that community is doing. Try to find one that at a lower price. Could be a good opportunity. And, yeah. Yeah, it might be a little higher than the mint, but you'll be able to select one that you really like. Mm-hmm. You'll know it's the official collection. You know it's not a like a rug because some of these rugs are, hey, we have this project. You go to yeah. mint the project and you give them ETH and they don't give you any NFT. They just take the ETH. Yeah, I've done that. Last thing, Tim, I want to ask you about before we go, any projects that you are watching right now that you think are an interesting one to look at a possible buy that, uh, you know, let's say before below 0.5 ETH, people want to get in low, obviously not financial advice. We have no idea where it's going to go, but sure. what are you looking uh, my, at right? besides Vectorbots? What are you looking yeah, at? Yeah, besides right Vectorbots, the, the projects I'm most bullish on, I've been bullish on this project called Fangang for a long time. Mm. And they're sitting right around 0.27. They have made it through the, the bear market there at the end of last year, November, December. They had a floor of 0.05. I was able to get like a, a rare one at 0.15 that I just recently sold for 0.89. Wow. So the rare ones are getting picked up. When you're looking at projects, look at the activity. Are rare ones being sold? If they are, that means that there's actual collectors that want those, mm-hmm. or they believe that they can sell this rare they bought for 1.5 ETH for even more. And if they yep. believe that, that's a good sign. Look at the wallets that are buying these. Are they successful traders? Right. That's what I look at. If you've got a bunch of junk in your wallet and you're buying my project, I'm a little worried because, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a good trader and you're buying this project, then that helps me feel like, okay, this is a good project. But I really like the Fang Gang. Um, they're under 0.3 currently. They have a pixel collection that's it's 0.03, which they're working with this guy called Pixel Hans, who's working with Dead Fellas. The art looks like Cool Cats. The art looks like Dead Fellas. The, the, the Fang Gang art, that is. I, okay, so when I bought Lazy Lions, I bought them because they looked like bored apes and they were a generic version of bored ape. Mm-hmm. I see Fangang is like a generic version of a cool cat or a generic version of a dead fella. So it's like that same, that same artwork. So, and also lazy lines were like, Oh, we're really big on Twitter. We want to do a lot of Twitter engagement, which was exactly what the bored apes were doing. Right. 
So what's popular, what's selling? I want to find artwork that's similar to that. I don't want to find generative. I don't want to find like derivative stuff. I don't, I'm not into different background colors with the same art or yeah. flipping yeah. it reverse. 99% of projects will go to zero. 100% of those will be derivative projects in my opinion, you know? So find something that's like actually true, but I really like the fan gang. I really like deadheads. I've been seeing a lot of really good movement in deadheads. There's only 3000 people that own deadheads and the floor is 0.25. And when I think about that, there's 10,000 tokens, 3000 people own them. When deadheads gets to 4,000 people owning them, the floor will be 0.75. The floor might even be an ETH at that point. Hmm. It just needs to get some more collectors in. The people that it has, it has a really strong base yep. that are not going to waver. Yep. There could go, they could go 12 hours without a single sale and the floor won't drop. Mm-hmm. That's important. That's important yep. because that means your investment stays steady. That means those people, they're not waiting, they're not waiting to flip it. They're in it for the long term. Those 3,000 people are in it for the long term. They're going to hold on to those tokens. Yeah, it's a strong community. We, I've talked about dead heads on this podcast. And of course, my first guest way back at episode five and six is my good friend, Bennett Phillips, who is the number one holder of deadheads, actually. Oh, wow. He's got quite a few. He got me into deadheads back in July and I bought quite a few. I've sold a couple, but I think I still have 10 or something like that. So yeah, here's hoping that that is going to do exactly what you're saying and, and going to take off. Speaking of taking off, we got to go, Tim, but this has been great. So much great advice on flipping. Appreciate the the project recommendations. We'll see where some of those go. And I know we'll keep in touch on Discord. For anybody listening, wants to get in touch with Tim, look up VectorBotTim on Twitter and Instagram. Come join his Discord. And if you're looking to grab and cheap NFT, grab one of his VectorBots on OpenSea. VectorBots, V-E-C-T-O-R-B-O-T-S, all one word. And they're all available on OpenSea. You can grab them right there and come join the Discord. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Andy. I appreciate you having me, man. All right, take care. Thank you.